Hi, welcome to the inaugural episode of the Nostalgic Swell Hour. This is a, a new endeavor and it is very haphazard and slipshot and there's very little planning involved. But that's how we do it here. So uh, my name is Aaron, I'm your host, uh, unfortunately for you. And uh, I'm joined here by uh, Uncle Fred and Uncle Phil, to me. But uh, maybe we should have some proper introductions and greet everyone out there, the, the, the two or three fans that we'll have for this podcast, of course. Uh, Fred, go ahead and introduce yourself and your credentials, your background, if you'd like. Hi, I'm Fred. Um, I am... Um, I was born and raised in a small town in southern Indiana, which will remain nameless. However, it has had the honor of being voted the fattest city in America three times and the eighth most miserable place to live. A high school friend of mine who is now the mayor, I think, was quite upset about that. Great guy. Um, But I'd be upset, too. Uh, That's all you need to know about me. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, credentials, by the way, I should have mentioned this. Here at the Nostalgic Swell Hour, we're all about, uh, we're, we're, we're basically, we exist because we're a love letter to old Hollywood and old films and old, anything old. Basically, the, the nostalgia part is uh, leads off in the title. And uh, but we're going to probably primarily focus on films and, you know, actors and actresses. And so uh, I was hoping a little bit of your uh, film background. My film background. Yeah. I worked in, in the, brief. If you could. I worked in the motion picture industry on some really low budget, really bad movies for a number of years. Uh, and some TV too. Once my mother called me uh, when she was still living from the Midwest after viewing a show that I worked on and said, you worked on that? That was awful. Uh, so, you know, it, uh, yeah, it's a very prestigious career. And uh, um, a, uh, well, there, yeah. So I left that and did something else. Prestige coming out of all corners. Yeah, I, I once worked on a killer baby movie um, where you know babies would be born and then they would grow fangs and teeth and like attack people. Pre, pre or post Chucky? Uh, pre Chucky. Huh. Well, most of the shows I worked on had numbers after the name and the siblings of famous people. <laughs> so you know, we're, we're talking. Yeah, yeah. We're talking some chutzpah here, yeah. some, some real credentials. Yeah. All right, well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Uncle Fred. Uh, yeah. And then we have uh, uh, with us, uh, we're graced to be blessed with the uh, mind and wit, uh, keen wit of uh, Dr. Halfwit. Halfwit of Dr. Phil, and not the one you might be thinking of. He's got a brother named Nit. No, Nit Pick? No, Nit Wit. Nit Wit. Well, no, that's mine, too. <laughs> I was in movies for a while for casting directors and we had some big budget pictures we worked on and they all bombed so not much there any any killer babies no the pictures were killer yeah, i mean in yeah. the, at the box office they weren't any good yeah, yeah. but there were some nice people who worked on them yeah. but people say oh you, it must be fun being in casting he said no it gets to be a job <laughs> And you didn't really want to go to the screenings because you already heard everything, heard the dialogue, and all you get at the screenings is a Diet Coke and some dry popcorn. And then you come out and your car is vandalized. You know, dry, Diet Coke, uh, uh, I'm, can we get sued for this? I, I've heard it can cause uh, Alzheimer's because it has... Some it causes, causes your stomach to act up. Yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. Rot your brain, give you cancer, insides will get eaten out. Well, that's what some say. Yeah. At least it's only one calorie. Yeah. We got that going for you. Well, people back home should drink that. Um, 
Well, tell us about something interesting, you two. Something interesting. Um, We're off to a good start. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's good. Incredible. You know what I like is we have such high energy. We do. And, uh, 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 Got it. After lunch, yeah. It's a great Post time lunch. <laughs> post lunch. I slept through my junior year of college. You did? Yeah, I had 3-2, but I think it was through osmosis. Either that or really easy classes. 3-2? 3-2. Was that the beer? That was a beer, yeah. 3.2 beer. Oh. <laughs> now, what made you sleep through the classes? It was the beer. I see. Mm-hmm. This stuff just writes itself, folks. Yeah. It does. And, uh, yeah, even though you don't need to know anything about me or your host, I'm just the voice, uh, you know, guiding the ship here. But, um, uh, but you're I'm, a teacher. You're an instructor. I sure am, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, I, there's parts of the job that are rewarding. or so they There keep, are? Or so they, keep, they, so they keep telling me. Yeah. So, anyway. Totally. We're instructors, too, so yeah. we're in the same boat. Yeah. Yes. already saying. Yeah. I, I have dreamed someday of teaching Hoosier as a language. How's that going for you? Uh, I ain't seen nothing yet, but it's it's coming directly. I see. It's a little Appalachian, but it's right across the river. Right. Um, that's actually more Smokies. I don't know. Although the Smokies, never mind. Let's not talk. Well, we'll about save that for another episode. Yeah, you know, the, the boundary of the Smokies and the Appalachians. Oh, the little Smokies, little those sm- things little for cigars. breakfast. Yeah. Oh, well, those, those, those yeah, sausages, those Vienna sausages. Yeah. Yeah. In the can. Yeah. I was thinking of cigars, but you know, sausages, cigar. You can eat. They're cigars. similar. Yeah. But you gotta have a little extra salt on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of Jimmy Deans, uh, actually, that's not a good segue at that's all. Not, no, there, oh, are two, there are two Jimmy Deans. One was from Indiana. The other one made the sausages. That's right. Although, <laughs> although the one from Indiana did live on a farm, so there may have been some sausage making. Could be. My great-grandfather was the bratwurst king of my hometown. So he may have contributed to that uh, you know, size issue. Size issue. The third fattest city in America. Oh, I see. What no, you're no, saying. no. The first fattest city in America times three. So times three. Well, what's times. the town? Go ahead and say, is it Muncie? No, 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 no. It's down at, the other end. Evansville? Evansville at the okay. toe. I the see. Toe, the toe of the state. Yeah. Well, is there commercial flight service there? Uh, yeah. 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 And we're we should me. all go. We should. Indeed, but first we let's uh, finish this uh, recording, right? Uh, yeah. Which one? Uh, the one that's going on in oh, front of us, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Oh, and my my credentials, by the way, uh, corpse number four in a low budget movie as well, too. You're just a corpse. A, just the one time. Just the one. Was it a speaking part? Uh, a, a mumbling part. I see. That may or may not have made it onto screen, but the back of my head did for sure. I was an extra in an with a close up in an Academy Award winning four time nominated one win motion picture, and then they cut me out. Um, so I guess that doesn't count. It does. You worked. That worked. I didn't tell them the name of the picture show. It was Breaking Away. Breaking Away. Breaking, it was a fine motion picture. By the way. It was pretty good. Pretty good. 1979. It yeah. was okay. No killer babies. Did it get you your SAG card? No. no. Okay. I didn't talk. I just kind of went, ah, like that, and I was yelling in a bicycle. So, for our first segment, and this should always be the first segment, of course, and I think Dr. Phil will agree with us here, uh, Cheesecake of the Month. Mm-hmm. Who will be our Cheesecake of March? Dr. Joyce Brothers. Dr. Joyce You can Brothers. go online and see a picture of her in her swimsuit with her late husband, Dr. Milton Brothers. 
And since she was such a, an admirable person, one of the 10 most admired women in America. Really? Oh, yes. I did not know that. Oh, yes. Dr. Joyce Brothers. Dr. Joyce Brothers. And there's a picture of her on the diving board with her husband, Dr. Milton Brothers. Is that that's, them? That's, that's them? And that's their little girl, Dr. Lisa. She's grown up and become a doctor herself. The parents are gone, but Lisa lives on. Mm. And we still have that nice cheesecake picture. Very good taste. 1956. Yeah, it's in good taste. It's in good taste. That is a uh, very becoming swimsuit. It's a one piece. It's black, basic. I'm trying to think what I was doing in 1956. 60, did you say 66? 56. 56. Oh, 56. That's what it says down here. Well, I kind of heard wrong. I wasn't doing anything in 1956. You were? No. No. Why not? No, I, I lazy. Yeah, extremely. <laughs> <laughs> Refused to work. Huh? Yeah, free, I wasn't doing free it. rent. Oh well, yeah, it was more than free rent. <laughs> oh, you're like the cat. Not only do you not pay rent, you also mooch. No, I didn't exist. I was just about as mooch. <laughs> but you know, she passed away a few years ago. You know what? I never would have thought Dr. Joyce Brothers ever attractive in her day, but looking at this picture, no, not she, bad. She's not all bad. right. She was a fine-looking woman. She's not Anita Eckberg. Yeah. We would call her a handsome woman, right? Do you need an Eckberg? <laughs> a handsome woman? Or is that not a... Well, if you, she's a psychologist, she might find something different in that. You know, she said something, one, I heard her speak one time, and she said... Somebody asked her the purpose of surveys, and she laughed. It was one of those psychological jokes. And she said, they say, statistically speaking, that you have a .0025 chance of getting struck. I mean, a cow has a .0025 chance of getting struck by lightning, a Guernsey cow in an open field. But to the cow that gets struck, it was 100%. That was her joke. It was very good. And it gives you something to think about. I recently purchased a book called Zizix Jokes. And a lot of them are quite frisky. And it's like philosophers' dirty jokes. Oh, my. And um, you give us the best example of one? Uh... Yeah, they don't make sense. Um, well, actually, they do, but it takes like about a page to get there. <laughs> well, that's just tantalizing us. Yeah. But yeah, do you have to have a philosopher's stone to understand? I think you have to be stoned to understand. Or do they have stones? I don't. I don't know. Maybe kidney it, stones. I think the it, the philosopher has to be stoned. I see. Maybe with rocks, I don't know. Just... Mm -hmm. But what about other what about other cheesecake beauties, bathing beauties? Oh, the, that's this is cheesecake of the month. Well, she really poor is. Joyce is not even the month hasn't even passed. She's not here anymore. <laughs> uh, let's save uh, let's save cheesecake of the month for next episode. Okay, even though I want it to go bad, it might yeah, it might be more than a month. But hey, who cares? Alrighty, um, next game up ahead. Uh, who am I? This is a popular one from since the caveman days, I'm sure. Uh, so I'm thinking of a very particular actor, two actors, excuse me, who have share the same first name. That's the clue, and who also played the same role in a famous film. I 
know that's not Two a lot to go off. Share the same name. Same first name and uh, same character played in the same film. A remake. Okay, so this is a film that's been remade. There's your other clue. Oh. Lassie. Lassie. Who, uh, who are the actors? In, the Lassie, Lassie the first and Lassie, Lassie the second. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, not Lassie. Nice try, though. Mm. You can cross Lassie off the list. No. Oh, right. We can talk about Lassie if you're interested. Oh. Okay, so there were there was more than one Lassie. <clears throat> well, they say that. Lassie was a, a guy, wasn't he? A guy? A dude. A dog. A dude dog. A dude dog. Lassie was a dude dog. He's a, a dude. He was a, a male. Could be. I think. I think. Hollywood. This is. This is. I think most people assume Lassie was a male. Wouldn't you? Mm -mm. But Lassie is a girl. I mean, it's a girl's name. The Scots, you know, you're you're a lad or a lassie. There's another movie called Lad and Dog, who I actually, many years ago, worked for the producer of that film. Was that Alan Ladd? No, that would be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That was Cheryl Ladd. Cheryl Ladd. Just throw him out there. Just. Pitch him, and, but no, he produced Lad a Dog long before I was born, I believe. But but he did do mm-hmm. this film, make it anyway. But then well, that's not know. answering the question. I know. My reasoning is Rin Tin Tin, Benji. We have like these star dogs that are all male, and so I grew up as a naive kid, always thinking Lassie was just a guy dog and with a no. funny name. Yeah, yeah. You know the the fellow who played Eb on Green Acres actually is in a Benji movie, I believe. He's in Benji. And he is in Benji. He is because the man who did Benji was out of Texas. His name was Joe Camp. And I heard him talk one time. He said, we don't want to use local talent. We want to use quality Hollywood talent. And so he used Francis Bavier, Aunt B. She's in it. Aunt B. That's the one. Edgar Buchanan from Petticoat Junction. Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe used him. Used Richard Long from Nanny and the Professor. Huh. He used Deborah Wally from the new Gid- no, some Gidget. Gidget Goes Hawaiian or something. Deborah Wally. And there were some other ones like that. Yeah. Oh, the woman, Patsy, somebody who did the Purina Cat Chow, Chow 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 yeah. commercial, she was in it. So they only used top talent. Yeah. And, and then the, the premiere in Hollywood, guess who was at the premiere? Um, Jane Withers and Doris Day. Really? They came to the premiere in Westwood. Jane Withers. Because it's about animals. Yeah. Yeah. You bet. Doris Day loves animals. She does. She's 96 this week. There's some truth. Ferengetti was 99, I think, yesterday. Who's that? Uh, Ferengetti, the uh, City Lights bookstore in San Francisco. Published, I believe he published, didn't he publish Howl by Allen Ginsberg? That's beyond yeah. me. That's yeah. before yeah. my time. Yeah. Okay, so it's not Lassie, but that took us Are down. Are we still on that? Well, yeah. Well, I tied it back. I brought it, notice I how I brought it back to Lassie with did. Howl. Did. You sure did. Nicely done. Which we could talk about Gilligan's Island. Because that's Mr. Howell. Mr. Howell and Lovey. We can save that one for a later game. But <laughs> it was a Howell. Yeah. yeah. Okay, another clue here. Um, okay, so same first name of the actors, not the same last name. They played the same role. Um, it's the second film was a remake of the first one, and uh, the first one was in the 50s, and the second one was in the 90s, early 90s. So John Wayne... And John Waters, shampoo, hairspray. Very nice try. Wrong answer. Oh, well, you know, John Waters. I met John Waters. 
Didn't John Waters uh, come to where we work? I think so. At one point? At one point he did. Recently, last year? He was in a bookstore in my neighborhood a couple of years ago. I, he still has that pencil mustache, right? Yeah. Now he erased it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do something about that laugh. Okay. Uh, well, who is this you're talking? I mean, what? Th- well, there's no clue to go on. Okay. It was remade in the 50s. What was it? Remade? Okay, okay. I'll 90s. give you the name of the character. How about that? The name of the character was Max Cady. Oh! Is that Petticoat Junction? It was Cape Fear. Cape Fear. Who are the actors? Uh, the first Max Cady. Oh, Robert Mitchum and Robert De Niro. Yes, Mitchum and De Niro. This oh. is a horrible game, isn't it? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, if you don't win anything, it is. Yeah. If you win a lot of money, it's you, okay. You, you, won, you, money. Won the, you won the chance to be on a podcast. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Now, where do you go from Cape Fear? You go to... Polly Bergen is another cheesecake personality. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Cheesecake, we're, you know, we already covered cheesecake. I, keep, I forget. I'm sorry. You mentioned Cape we can Fear. Go, we, can, we can jump now to Six Degrees of Separation, okay? So, those of you who aren't familiar, Six Degrees of Separation from Kevin Bacon originated on the internets by saying that Kevin Bacon, if you tie him back to any actor or actress or anybody in... In film or anybody noteworthy or famous, they will have you can tie them back within six people or less to Kevin Bacon. Oh, that's an easy one. Elmo Elmo Lincoln. Elmo Lincoln. He was the first Tarzan. Uh huh. And how does this connect to any person in movies? Isn't it? I don't know. Elmo Lincoln. Who'd you say, Kevin Bacon? Well, that's that's originally the one that's related to him. Is Donald Crisp? <laughs> <laughs> no, when I say related, I mean that no. They get it, bacon crisp. Yes, I yeah. Part. It's like Sir Francis Bacon. He has a very crisp style, crisp. <laughs> doesn't he? Yeah, a lot of salty comments. Yeah, too. the no, the relationship doesn't have to be familial or name or anything. It's just uh, you know having worked with them on a film or just then what's the relationship? Loose, loose association. You can basically any person. Okay, so Elmo Lincoln. Tie him back to Kevin Bacon within six people or less. Mm. Or we could pick a different central figure if you want. don't want to use Kevin Bacon. Are you talking about the movie Six Degrees of Separation? No. Good. That wasn't very good. Elmo. Say it again. Elmo Lincoln. Elmo Lincoln worked with who? Well, he was the, one of the first Tarzans, wasn't he? He okay. was the first Tarzan. Okay, so who did he work with on that? First Abraham Mike. <laughs> Ulysses S. Grant. <laughs> yeah, we're on the topic of Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln. You know that little kid, the little blonde kid on South Park? What if Abraham Lincoln gave the Gettysburg Address in that voice? As Butters? Yeah, as Butters. Like, I was going to years ago, I fought my black fortune. You know, like, like that. Right. Except he doesn't really talk like that, but that sounds more like a rug rat. Well... I don't watch TV. I can't be held responsible. <laughs> See? See, I've, I've got a relationship advice, too. Oh. Okay. I, my, my soon-to-be spouse and I come to the conclusion that if you talk like butters, mm-hmm. you will never have arguments. Because it, you just feel too silly and stupid to be angry. Makes perfect sense. Just talk like butters all the time. I mean, if you go to a quality restaurant, you want to order. It's quality in. Yeah, quality in. 
uh, you, you order and do that voice. And you'll be laughing. Of course, the, the waiter will probably think you're a jackass, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> Sound like you're on helium. I know. It is. Yeah, I tried helium one time, and, and, and I, I couldn't quite get it in my... I was afraid I was going to... get like, a rise out of it. Yeah, case. yeah. And I couldn't do the voice. I just kind of... I got like a little... And that was all... I wouldn't exactly call his voice a helium voice, but it is high-pitched and a little... Oh, God, I can't describe it. And I'm not even going to try to do it, so... Uh, it doesn't sound like that, though. Oh, come on. Anybody <laughs> can do it. Kevin Bacon? Kevin okay, no, Bacon, Elmo, Elmo, like Elmo Lincoln worked with who in the first Tarzan film? I have absolutely no idea. Okay. So why did you throw that name out there? Well, yeah, you said everybody's worked with Kevin Bacon. I don't know. Trying to can, accommodate. We can tie it back, but we have to know who worked. Okay, okay. Well, let's research. Okay, let's the let's, internet. Elmo Lincoln. Elmo. With who? Like Elmo the uh, doll. Isn't there a tickle me Elmo? There is. Is that next? I don't know. When did he die? Nineteen forty-one or something. Nineteen fifty-two. Fifty-two. Elmo Lincoln. He sure did. But in those Tarzan movies, he looked real weird. Tarzan's New York Adventure. He's a sturdy chap. Tarzan's Magic Fountain. He did a bunch of Tarzan. The Romance of Tarzan. Mm-hmm. Before the talkies. Oh, my God. Okay, let's look at Tarzan's New York Adventure. Who did he work with? Oh, that there? was Johnny Weissmuller. Well, oh, that was Johnny Weissmuller. So why Can is we Elmo jump Lincoln? to him from this one? Elmo to Johnny Weissmuller? Sure, because they played the same role. Yeah, there we go. Why not? All right. So Johnny Weissmuller. How do we tie him to Kevin Bacon? Well, he's always swinging around on that vine. You'd use that. Oh, so he's footloose? <laughs> Wasn't that the movie Kevin That is Kevin Bacon. Footloose? That's Bacon what it is there. And how does that tie into Johnny Westmore? Because if he's swinging around on the things, he's footloose. All right, we did it in less than six. Game over. <laughs> I don't think the game ever started. <laughs> That's a fun game, you know. <laughs> It can be. It can, well, it can be. It can be swell. Uh, Maureen O'Sullivan. Maybe there's a... That's Jane, isn't it? That's Jane, and you know who her daughter is, don't you? That's, that's uh, yeah. Um, um, that's it. Yeah. I'm almost there. Yeah. Mia Farrow. Mia Farrow. You a Farrow? I'm not. Mia Farrow was married to Woody, who... Kevin Bacon and Woody, did they do anything together? Kevin, um, <laughs> diner. They both ate in a diner. See, this is it too. Like, it, yeah, they crossed the same street. It wouldn't work versus they worked on the same film or they, um, well, they didn't work the, the same, same film, maybe. but they did. They both eaten in a diner. We would assume that. Yeah. yeah. Kevin Bacon was in diner. Kevin Bacon was in diner. Oh, yes. And Woody Allen. Oh, okay. He's probably eaten in a diner. There's a diner in. Uh, Broadway Danny Rose. So see, there's a real link there. That, a hot link. Hot link. They probably served those at the diner. It's like those little Smokies we were talking yeah. about. Yeah, I think they... Yeah. Connect, yeah. Connections left and right. They really are. The connections are where you find them. Connections? That, that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whatever happened to uh, everybody gets to pick one actor, actress, or somebody who whatever happened to them, and we want to know who's burning burning desire to find out what happened to who. You pick who. Uh, whatever happened to some actor, actress you you don't hear about anymore, and you're wondering whatever happened to them. Whatever happened to them? Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. 
Charlie Ruggles. Charlie Ruggles. Charlie Ruggles. What do you remember, you remember him from? He died. <laughs> uh, bringing a baby. So, whatever happens when he died in 1970, that's what happened. He did a lot of work. Looks rather dignified. Yeah. Is that a pipe? That's yep. in, that's in six, 63 when he was on the Dick Powell Theater. Hmm. I was hoping that was Dick Cavett, but no, Dick Powell. Now, Dick Powell died about a year before that. He died about 62 or 63. Hmm. Lung cancer because he smoked all the time. Oh, that's sad. Ruggles died of cancer as well. So that's what happened. Yep. Uh, he, he had a recurring guest role in the Beverly Hillbillies. That's right. Hmm. That's right. He did? I've forgotten that. Yeah. Father-in-law of uh, Milburn Drysdale. Is that I, Mr. Drysdale? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then Mr. Drysdale, Milburn. didn't they have a son played by Louis Nye? Oh, he was yeah. junior. Yeah. He was older than they were, but it, wasn't yeah. that good? Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, Louis Nye. Oh, there's Mr. Drysdale. Yeah, Raymond Bailey. You know, the what vice principal of my high school was named Raymond Bailey. And I always thought that was quite funny. I just thought Did, he, should, huh? did he think it was I'm funny? I'm not sure. I don't know if he was aware of that. Nice man. Hmm. He sure was good on that show, wasn't he, that Raymond Bailey? He yeah, was good on that yeah show. He, was, he was probably a nice guy, too. <laughs> he was good on the TV show. I was wondering, do you think Raymond Burr was a nice guy? Who was it that was seeing him for a while? The mother supposedly broke him up. Was he and Natalie Wood? There's an odd couple. Oh, Raymond Bailey and Raymond Burr. Raymond, Raymond Burr. Burr. Raymond Burr. And Natalie Wood. At first, I don't know if she was his type. No, apparently at first they had something going on. I think hmm. the mother broke it up. Hmm. But then Raymond Burr was supposed to be gay. Yeah. So uh, you wonder how that works out. But then it said it said on the internet or something that Sinatra proposed to Natalie Wood, but he said he wanted an open marriage, and she said no. So that didn't work out. Hmm. Oh well. Yeah. Open marriages. Okay, Uncle Phil, who's your uh, where? Uh, oh God, whatever happened to? <laughs> Gee, I don't know. You want to go with Louis Nye? I know what happened to him. He oh. died. He was about 97. Wow. Something like that. 92. 92. Because I met him near the end of his life, and his fingers were very arthritic, but he still was had sharp mind. And his wife, one of his wives named Anne Rennell, mm -hmm. and I think she and, did she and Louis Prima do a song called I Want a Sunday Kind of Love? I think she wrote that with mm -hmm. Louis Prima. Something like that. Louis Prima. Yep. Nice parents were both Yiddish-speaking Jews from the Russian Empire. That's Louie. Hmm. He was so funny. Did he play in the Borscht Belt? He probably did. Probably did. Yeah. He he played in everything. <clears throat> See, that's one of my goals is to write one day. <clears throat> the title comes before the book. I don't even know what the book's going to say, but the title is just so good. you got to keep it. The Comedy and the Shtick of the Borscht Belt. Because uh -huh. and that's what the reason why I go with the, the Bosch belt is because the comedy and the shtick of the, the Alta Kakas won't play well with the Goyim. They shtick. <laughs> they played well with this Goy. <laughs> I thought their stuff was really funny. 
he was fun. he was very fun. Wasn't he also? Didn't he work with Steve Allen? I, can you find that on there? Steve Allen was he one of those people on his show where they had Mr. Peepers and Tom Poston and all those people? Hmm. Mr. Peepers. Remember, Tom Poston had. I mean, Steve Allen had all those people on his show. And they were. I can't remember. Tom Poston, Wally Cox, all those different character people. Don Knotts, Louie Nye, Tom Poston. Don Knotts. Yeah, there it is. Uh, since this is radio, we uh, we probably won't be able. Well, they can they can hear the audio. Maybe hopefully it'll Don turn Knotts. out well. Tom Poston. 
Whoops. Whoops. Okay. Steve Allen, people. Thank you. Uh, the, by the way, the man who, uh, oh God, um, Jay, Jay Leno claims he steals everything from. There's people that say, oh, Leno stole my act. Now, oh, Steve Allen, Steve Allen, you see a man on the street. That's why I got my material from. Yeah. You know Tom Poston, his last wife? No, who was that? Her husband died and his wife died, I think, and they married. It was Suzanne Plachette and Tom Poston. Mm. I have heard that couple, yep. that power couple name before. Yep. All righty. And now let's get to our last game. You put Fred to sleep. Huh? I, I did nothing of the sort. I it's know just, you did. It's just uh, the post-lunch uh, coma. That's, That's what, what it, it is. is. <laughs> this is typical around this time of the day. What? When we'd be, <laughs> when we'd be <laughs> pretending to work in the office, you know. And finally, let's wrap it up. This is Nostalgia Swell Hour. Looks like it's going to be Nostalgia Three Quarter Hour instead, but that's okay. We could sing or something. All right, we dance. Can. You can sing. I don't know about the dance part. What about some tap? Uh, sure. No, it's too hard to match <laughs> to the video. Right, and uh, we're on shaky ground here, by the way, too. So. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know if the tap would, would come off well. Gregory Hines, maybe, but uh, not with this crew. Uh, director Spotlight. And um, I couldn't decide on a director, so I went with the New York Contingent in my book, which is uh, any... Well, you could, we can focus on any of them or none of them if you want. Uh, Woody, Sidney Lumet, and Scorsese. Which one would we like to focus on today of the New York Contingent? As for a... Or Cassavetes. We could include Cassavetes in that. New York director as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good. Who down? We have Woody, Cassavetes. Yeah. Uh, How about this? Your favorite film from each of those four directors? Oh. Woody, Cassavetes, Sidney Lumet, and Scorsese. Ooh. Ooh. Woody. Uh, Woody's got quite the uh, list of movies as we probably will. He has know. an oeuvre, doesn't he? He has an oeuvre? Which is his oeuvre? I don't know. I wouldn't ask that. Um, probably, if, if, if anything, it would, I would say it's um, Annie Hall is his oeuvre, right? The first one you see, 77. No, is it all, I mean, everything is his oeuvre. Yeah, his Manhattan, whole work. Was, yeah Manhattan was good, too. Um, either of you see Midnight in Paris? Yeah, I saw that. A little quirky. Yeah, the uh, it's it's so funny. Every everybody who plays the the, the lead role is Woody would have played that sure role if he wasn't young, if he wasn't old like he is now. <laughs> I didn't see Cafe Society, and that's the most recent one, or Match Point, but yeah, another. <laughs> I figured it would be a snoozer. <laughs> so, your favorite uh, favorite Woody film, Fred? My favorite Woody film. I liked, I liked Hannah and her sisters a lot. Hannah and her sisters. I like talk it up a little because that's the only thing I can think of right off the top of my head. And there are a lot of other ones. I said bananas. Uh, was I that choose early? one? Well, yeah, I have no. See, I have, I'm a, 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 I'm rather eclectic in my views. How's that? It's pretty good. That sounds really pretentious, doesn't it? I'm an artist. Yeah. No. I'm an artist. I can't be held responsible for my actions. <laughs> I didn't know there would be a test. No, I... I, I <laughs> There'd be a test. <laughs> be a test. It's a pop quiz. A pop... You bet. Um, which one did you enjoy the most? 
Well, take the money and run. Take the money on the run. Take the money and run was okay. I like that. Run. Sixty nine. Yeah. That's one of his old, older, earlier ones. Yeah. Huh. One of the mockumentaries. One I have not seen. Oh, an inept bank robber. I see the appeal. <laughs> a what? I see the appeal in an inept bank robber. An inept bank robber. Mm-hmm. He's he's done a few films like that where he's an inept yeah. crook, right? Yeah. Good. Okay, Doctor Phil. What Woody? Well, the only, I don't care for him. The only thing I like that he did, I like Maureen Stapleton and Geraldine Page in Interiors. Interiors. The rest of his stuff, I don't care anything about. Interesting. I've never seen Interiors, but just by the look of it, I'm getting, like, I see John Cassavetti's faces a little bit. No? It, it may be, but he's really stolen from Bergman. He's stolen, he's stealing from Bergman, right? You mentioned As he before. often does. Yes, I remember this conversation. Did they shoot most of this inside? <laughs> when they had the light. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Um, I've always been partial to quirky ones, even though, like, you know, like Annie Hall's, like, I consider that probably one of his ooves, and as well as Manhattan. Um, I, there's quite a few I haven't seen. So Radio Days is, an, I don't know, has a place in my heart for some reason. It's a little love note to the old days. You know, I'm partial to those things. Go figure. Julie Kavner's pretty good in it. Yeah, Julie as, Kavner as, and, uh, and Zero Mostel. Zero Mostel playing his uh, yeah. son. Oh, sorry, Josh Mostel playing yep. the, his uncle in this film. Yeah, very funny scenes in that. Anyway, so check those out: Radio Days, Interiors, and uh, Take the Money and Run. <laughs> How about uh, let's do one more because we're losing Fred here fast. Okay, Sidney Lumet, another another uh, director I really admire. Which is your favorite Sidney Lumet film? Just to kind of educate the masses out there because they don't know anything about movies. And if they That's do. That's not true. They we're, will. We're, they pay to see them. And if they. Netflix. Right. But if they do know, we're um, shortchanging them here. But uh, I'm going to make an assumption that most people don't know about these directors or movies. And if they hear this name, they might have heard it, but they've never seen it. That might inspire them to want to. You read his book? I read his book. Yeah. What does his book say? It's on direct. It says, well, one thing I definitely remember is when you have a meeting. Mm hmm. And you have those folding tables. Put them side by side, not end to end, to end because why? That way, everybody's closer, and you can put them all the way around this edge. You're not yelling down the length of the table. Oh, some very practical uh, yes. gathering advice. There are a lot of other useful tips in there too, but it was about 20 years ago when I read that book. So that reminds me of the uh, the video of Michael Caine giving acting tips. Have you really seen that? No. Oh my God, you got to see it. That's worth putting up here. These are both brilliant people. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, uh, okay. tips. Okay. There's a whole DVD. I want to just get a quick, um, acting Mac master class. Oh, this workshop, this old one is probably our best bet right here. Just a few seconds of Michael Caine's, you know, sage advice. Okay, let's skip that. the other person in the scene. And what we do, we actors who are in the movie, we hang on to each other's eyes. That's the most important thing in the film. Eyes. Eyes. That's all he needs to know. Eyes. Yep. yep. And, of course, he's got a lot of other good tips. Film is a visual medium. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. The eyes have it. The right? eyes. <laughs> no eyes, no film. No eyes, no film. No sound. Doesn't no matter. sound. Don't need it. We what? It. Talkies it didn't exist for a while, right? And they still made money before them. What? 
Okay, favorite Sydney Lumet film to wrap it up. We gotta finish this up. Do you have a favorite Sydney Lumet film, or you just read his book because why not? He's a, he's a very bright man. He's very talented. Mm. Your favorite was The Wiz. Yeah, yeah. Because you like cheese. Cheese. <laughs> he directed The Wiz. Well, he put his he put his mother in law in it. He put. Uh, Lena Horne in it as the as the Glenda the Good Witch because he was married to her daughter. Oh, so of course he's going to make her the Good Witch. Would well, be better. <laughs> he's better. All right. Your favorite Sydney I met him once. He was very nice. I I never cared for his pictures. The one thing that I I thought was pretty good was uh, Catherine Hepburn and Long Day's Journey. Long Day's Journey. See, that's one I haven't seen. She's very good in it. Ralph Richardson's good too, but Hepburn, I thought, did a good job in that. That's my opinion. Hepburn and Richardson. Okay, worth checking out. Long Day's Journey. Gloomy. Hmm. I'm quite partial to Dog Day Afternoon, the big one that most people say, but also Network too. Those are just pretty spectacular films, but you, then again, you don't care for them, right? Ned Beatty was good in that um, network, and that's network. the best thing he ever did. So check out Network, uh, Ned Beatty and Network. Uh, check out Dog the Afternoon with Pacino, and uh, who was the actor who played Fredo? Oh my God, a great actor, and he died two years ago. I have to think of his name. Wait a minute. Yeah, and he played in The Deer Hunter. What was his name? And Meryl Streep was his... They were Meryl Streep was his, yeah. His, they were close. They were close. Right. I have to think of, oh, what's his name? It's, why can't you think of his name? Okay, let's it's not Alfred something. No, that's Fredo. That's oh, what Twelve I like. Angry Men I like. Twelve Angry Men. Oh, that is another That scene. was one of his first ones, wasn't it? That's yeah. One of, that's one of his good ones, too. Oh, that's John Cazale. Cazale, right. that's yeah. right. He died too soon, right? He died, like, making the deer hunter. Failsafe right was good, too. Oh. That was later. Failsafe. Failsafe, that was... That, that was, was, what, about 65, 66, something like that. Yeah. 67, something like that. Hmm. Yeah, it was 64. Yep. Well, I think we're all swelled up, aren't we? Swollen. We're all swollen. We're all swollen. Lanced. And as I, as I predicted, we're around the uh, three-quarter of an hour mark. <laughs> oh, my. We, we have a whole network episode almost and, and enough time left for commercials as well, too, right? We did. With 43 minutes. We have a sponsor? We might one day. <laughs> so that's why we're keeping it under the, uh, the hour. Do we have theme music? <laughs> we will eventually, I hope. I hope. We can use Tommy Dorsey's I'm getting sentimental over you. But I'm going to let, uh, I'm gonna let uh, that get added with the magic of post-production, so I'm not even going to attempt to <laughs> do what we did there. We're okay. not going to talk about the neck basket? Briefly, what is the neck basket? It's a basket you wear around your neck. And who does this? People who need to have their hands free. Hmm. How about a feed bag? Is that a good neck basket? Feed bag? No, that's oh. a that's like a face basket, really. <laughs> but it hangs around your neck. It, well, yeah, it hangs around your you head. Just, you know, bend down, but okay. You can, I mean, you can eat and have your hands free with that. But after you take it off, you know, there's always the thing about you got to wash your face or else, you know. But hence the neck basket's usefulness. The neck basket, you you just you know keep stuff in there. And... Can you wash it? 
I suppose so. You could, uh, there's a big one and a small one. Um, oh my. Yeah. So you recommend everyone buy the neck basket? Well, I know, and I'm for free enterprise, and we could, we could all... Where do you get them? I, I think that's, you can get them on TV. Oh. Um, oh, you're pushing for a sponsor already. No, I'm not, I'm not pushing for a sponsor. I'm just saying, I've seen these commercials, and I thought, that's a neck basket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right up there with the Squatty Potty. Ever heard of that one? Uh, no. Squatty Potty? Squatty Potty? Yeah. Potty. Squatty that, Potty. That's what I said. It's a little, it's a little step stool that wraps around the, you know, the front of the toilet, and you put the, the feet up like in stirrups almost, and you have a more fuller release. Traction. Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> and they're a real thing, and they, they sponsor quite a bit of... Uh, uh, podcasts and well, podcasts, podcasts or various types of media. The Squatty Potty is not shy. You don't wear this around your neck. No, 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 no. no. Neck basket just reminded me of this is a very utilitarian kind of thing that a lot of people could get behind. Do you think the company is flush with Jack? <laughs> oh, put a lid on it, dear. <laughs> I. <laughs> Oh, my. I'm a man without words. Um, well, all right, then. Uh, yeah. I guess there's nothing else to say. So as Art, Art Carney would put it, good night, everybody. Art. <laughs>